Welcome to the Awake to Joy podcast. The advice and strategies contained here may not be suitable for your situation, and you should consult a professional where appropriate. Let's listen to today's program. People who have not been abused as a child do not understand why people like me may have fond desires for their family home. Though the abuse happened there, which was horrific, which caused incredible damage, I was taken aback the other day when a friend of mine who knew my story was shocked how I talked about my childhood home and my fondness towards it. He said it should be burned to the ground because of what had happened there. This shocked me. I never even thought of such a thing. All he could see was the horrific sin that took place in a home to innocent children. And what I saw was a place of, yes, hideous memories, but I also saw good memories as well, where I lost my first tooth, where my mom sewed the most beautiful communion dress for me to wear, where we had countless barbecues and several wedding receptions, and where music was played almost 24-7 in the home. The duality of good and bad created a complex emotional attachment for me. My home also created my identity. It is where I grew up. It's where I learned life's important lessons, where I formed early relationships, but both good and bad. There's also nostalgia, and it plays an important role on how people perceive their childhood home. I think of being a child there in the long summer days where my brother and sister played there with me for hours all day long. We played hide and seek with the neighborhood kids at night, laughed so hard that our stomachs hurt. You know, as I grow as an adult I, and living away from home, I could see how I tried to focus on only the positive aspects of my family life. It made it easier then working through the healing of the trauma, which took place in my home. Then, of course, there's the physical objects and spaces around my family's home. The steps to the garden, which were shaped like a big, giant, big foot. It kept you from getting your feet dirty, but you just stayed on them and you measured your foot against this great big cement foot. It was a bare foot, so I had little toes and everything. The grapes that grew each year to provide incredible shade on the patio, it covered over all of it, and it hung down. And for those of us who are hungry enough, reach up there and grab a few clusters of grapes to eat. The squeaky polished wooden floors in the house to the glass kitchen cabinets, they bring back that sentimental feeling of what once was good. Even in the dysfunctional families, there can be strong bonds between siblings and other family members. The family home can symbolize a part of a connection for us. It provided a sense of something that was always there, a place to go back to. My parents made it very clear they were never going to sell the home, that they would live there in that house to the end of their life. I bring this all up to help others understand why a person who is an adult of childhood sexual abuse or any other abuse can still hold deep affection for their family home they grew up in. 
Of course, this varies widely among individuals. While some maintain affection, others may have negative associations and choose to distance themselves from those memories. Each person's experience is unique and their connection to their family home can depend on a multiple of factors, including severity, duration of the abuse, the support they received afterwards, and their own coping mechanisms. I hope this helps explain it a little for those who've been asking that question. Why are those adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse still looking back at their home that they were raised in fondly? Remember, because he lives, it does change everything. You have been listening to the Awake to Joy podcast. Views expressed in this podcast are the speaker's opinions. Thank you for listening. If you could please give us a review below, we would appreciate it greatly, as well as share this podcast with your family and friends. If you would like to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Check the show descriptions for more information. Under no circumstances shall Awake to Joy, its employees, volunteers, guests, or officers be liable for any direct or indirect losses or damages arising out of comments made. We look forward to chatting with you again. Because he lives, it changes everything. Thank you.